0: I was born on Snake Hill, and that's where I'll probably die. Cause I don't like to
1: kill. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the 16 ounce canvas, the Art of Crap Beer podcast. My name is AJ Kearns. I am proud to be your host here each and every week as we do our part to introduce you to the artists and designers from around the world help bring some of our favorite beers and breweries to life this week we have a special guest checking in from right outside of Chicago Mr. Dev Parker 18th Street Brewery this episode's a good one learn about the many hats that Dev wears literally doing branding design creative work for 18th Street doing some commercial work he's also in a band Parker band parkerband.net he's a roofer father Tattoo artist, yeah, it's it's chock full, folks. So you're definitely going to learn a lot. You're going to have a good time. You're going to enjoy this one. You can go find out more information. Dev Parker is the Instagram. D-E-V Parker, like Parker Lewis can't lose, P-A-R-K-E-R. And yeah, check out his stuff, see what he's doing. Maybe the band's coming to a town near you, parkerband.net. And it just, uh, it's a good episode, man. I really, uh, it was really chill. It was really easy to talk to, real laid back, just kind of, uh, you know, just shooting the shit literally back and forth and just kind of, you know, sharing a vibe. I don't know. It sounds cliche, but it was, uh, it was pretty easy. It was real laid back. It was really easy to do and made my, my job a lot easier. So thanks to Dev, you know, for that. We want to take a quick opportunity, just, you know, we came to learn of, uh, you know, Deb's grandfather passed away this, uh, you know, a few days ago. So we just want to take this opportunity to, you know, dedicate this episode to his memory and, you know, just know that, you know, we're sending good good vibes your way. And, uh, you know, the people that we are are impacted by those who come before us. And while they might not be here with us forever you know, they live on through us, you know, and in who we are. And so I think it's just really important. It's something that's always helped me cope. It doesn't ever make it easier. But just to think that, you know, what you're doing, you know, just looking at all the things that Dev's doing and he's creating, you know, you know his grandfather was proud. And, you know, he's definitely putting his, uh, his skills and his talents to, to good use. So, you know, again, to you and yours, much love, Dev, and, uh, you know, sorry for your loss. You're listening to the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast, episode 117. 16ozcanvas.com is the website, 16ozcanvas on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We hit all the bases inside the park home run. We don't fuck around, and hopefully you're enjoying yourself. Whoever you came to find us, we would love to hear from you. My name is AJ. That hasn't changed in the last two and a half minutes. And my email address is aj at 16ozcanvas.com. Shoot a message, slide into the DMs. we love to hear from you. And just, you know, let us know how you found us, what you're digging, what you'd like to see. And if you're an artist, make sure you tag, tag, tag your stuff. That's probably the best way to get featured here is just, you know, tag that, become part of the community, become active. And we'll see where we go from there. But it is summertime, summertime in living's easy. Ah, sublime lyrics something something on the microphone easy you know can't win them all but this is the 16 ounce canvas the art of craft beer podcast and we are having a blast and let's just get right into it episode 117 the man himself mr dev parker chicago illinois one of my favorite places on earth 18th street brewery right here right now enjoy Hello and welcome to another edition of the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. Very excited to have with us today, checking in for one of my favorite cities on the planet, Chicago, Mr. Dev Parker. He's the Director of Design over at 18th Street Brewery. Thanks so much for uh, for joining us, Dev. It's really uh, nice to finally get together and uh, make it happen.
2: Yeah, thank you for having me.
1: No problem, man. You're 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 a busy one, which is great. We love to see that. You know, Obviously, you're doing Designing label work for 18th Street, but you're also, you know, rocking, you know, guitar and vocals with, uh, you know, your band, Parker Band. And uh, right now we'll do all of our our plugs. Dev Parker, pretty easy. D-E-V Parker on uh, on Instagram. And then you can check out Parker underscore band uh, and then ParkerBand.net. And uh, we're hearing rumors of a, a new single coming out. So, you know, look for that and we'll keep you updated on, uh, you know, all things, all things Dev Parker as we kick off uh, yeah. season 11, man nice so uh yeah so like he's, like i said you are you know you're wearing a lot of different hats uh literally and figuratively and you're just you know you're, you're keeping yourself busy down there uh in, in chicago but you know kind of what's uh you know tell us the what's the dev parker story man how did you kind of uh find your love for design and i guess music too
2: oh cool um so yeah so i started like i was uh i was always in a band growing up um we we used to be in a band since i was like 12 years old we we'd play out like every weekend and we'd play in clubs and have to uh have to go into bars and and play and then leave right away or if it was like that all the bands we'd sit in the parking lot and uh wait till to hear if we won or not um and during that time i was always designing like our logos and our websites and t-shirt designs and things like that um so then when it came to the point for me to go to college I just started like touring kind of like art schools. And when I went into Harrington College of Design, which is uh, located in Chicago, they had a project that was where they designed a CD. And I was like, that's what I want to do. And my idea was that my plan was I'm going to become a designer and I'm going to learn how to design for bands. And then I'm going to get a job at a record label designing. And then I would uh, get my band signed from there. (laughs) So that was the goal. Um, but I, I kind of I've I've been kind of up and down and around with uh you know, had a family and kind of had uh got into like the packaging design world, worked in the web design world, um, and now I'm over at eighteenth street. Yeah, wear a lot of hats. I um I actually got introduced to eighteenth street because I was a, a tattoo artist. Like I was a designer at a at a design firm in the city for a while. And I was also working at a tattoo shop, uh, doing tattoos and 18th street had a, um, a fifth year anniversary party that they wanted me to tattoo at, or, uh, it was actually the Barrel Massacre. So, um, so I went there and tattooed tons of people. It was, it was an insane event. It was really packed and I had a really long line the entire time. Um, and some people didn't get to t- get tattooed because there was just so many people, but it was really fun. And, um, Yeah. That's my story. Now I'm, now I'm working as a director of design over at eighteenth Street and I uh am in the band Parker and um still tattooing and still doing art for bands and um doing a lot of other stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah, if you look at uh, if you if check out Dev's Dev's photos, he's probably uh, tattooed pretty much from ass to elbow and most spots in between. <laughs> yeah. It seems like so. I think there's a few uh, few empty uh, canvas spots, but uh, I I feel like every you know just like a time lapse will be filled pretty pretty soon. So yeah.
2: Oh yeah, I'm always planning on my next thing, and it's gotten to the point to where I'm like my uh, my buddy, you know, at, at a tattoo shop. He's actually in Indianapolis, um, called Angels and Demons Tattoo. That's where I get tattooed. Um, and we just played their, their like, um, I think it was their five-year anniversary of being open. So we, play, we played at that event. So it's getting to the point where I'm like, my band can trade for tattoos, you know? If we play at this, like, good event, you know, we can trade a tattoo or, you know, it can trade design work or something like that. So it's just a matter of time, yeah, before I'm completely covered. I won't get the face, but, you know, I got the neck.
1: The you got neck the open. neck, though. Yeah, the neck looks... Yeah. And if you look at some of your photos, it almost looks like, because the... Yeah, i let me pull one up. it's just like the it's like a flower piece on your neck and from afar it almost looks like i, I had to do with like a triple take i thought you had like these huge ass gauges in your ears because the way just like the white space on your ear from a, one of your one of your gig oh, photos yeah. and i was like oh shit like this guy this guy's not fucking wrong no. yeah i was like that's just another level yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
2: no it's a, uh it's an old school record player
1: yeah like a phonograph wow. right yeah
2: yeah. Yeah. I got a phonograph on my neck and it's yeah, it's yellow. So yeah, it was just like, and yellow is like one of the worst colors to tattoo because it just like takes a while for your skin to take it. Um, so yeah, he was just like drilling on my neck for like an hour, just blasting in that yellow. It was a real nice time.
1: Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that. So is that, is that true for all colors or just some colors that are like that?
2: Just some colors. Some colors uh, the skin takes really well, and some of them it's, it's a little bit more hesitant, like white. If you're tattooing white, um, you kind of have to wait a second. Like you can lay a line of white in, and it won't show up, and you'll think nothing's there. So you want to lay another line in, but it actually takes like a minute for it to come back up. Um, so you can lay lay a line of white, and then, you know, put it in a couple of different places and then it will start showing up a minute later um, just because yeah your body's just like different colors and different pigments um, they take different mixing techniques for for the ink to be a little bit um, to take to the skin a little bit better so you kind of got to tattoo them in different ways like the yellow and white and, you know and everybody's skin is different so sometimes it's like you know some people's skin doesn't like red don't like red um, so red's a, a tough one but a lot of people's skin loves red, and uh, blue's
1: a nice one too. Now, but how do you? Yeah, how do you figure that? Out? Like, how how does someone like? What's the, is there a test you can do on that? Like, because if someone comes in, they want red, and their skin doesn't love it, is it going to look shitty or just kind of? It's just going to have a different. You know, that's why I always, I always, I find tattooing amazing. I, I don't have any yet, but I just, yeah. I just know that. No I'm ed- yet. i yet. I'd end up like you if I got one. I'd just have like fifty <laughs> of them. <laughs>
2: You got to do it. Our head brewer, I, I tattooed him like a month ago and he already has like three tattoos. He was like, you can tell when someone gets, when they like get that tattoo bug, it's just like, it's over, man. It's systematic a matter of time. Um, but yeah, colors is like, everyone's skin is different. So, you know, even, even different parts of the body, like I tattooed the top of my brother's feet and I did like a really similar color palette. And on one foot, it took really easy and it was, it didn't even, it didn't hurt him at all. And the other foot I did a week later and it it, was, it hurt a ton and it was like, it needed touch ups. So at the worst, you just need a touch up or something, you know, like if the skin doesn't take the red that much, you never want to like overwork it or anything and you just kind of get in what you can get in. And then, uh, you know, a couple, a month or so goes by and then you just go over it again and it'll be, it'll be fine.
1: Is that something that fo- a lot of folks don't do is the touch up or kind of like, like, is it, is it, or some tattoos that you should always kind of keep getting them kind of touched up again or is that just like yeah I mean is that that's the ideal right the the ideal move that's never really kind of done like you kind of go back a year later and get it fixed up a little bit
2: yeah I never um I never noticed that as much until I started tattooing and learning about skin and tattoos and it's just like people don't take care of their bodies the way they should you know like you should always have sunscreen on you know you should always put on lotion things like that um, so whereas when I first started getting tattoos, I was like, I got my first tattoo on my 16th birthday and, um, and I was, I roof houses too. So every summer on like on the weekends or even after work, like last week, every single day I'd leave work at 18th street and go work on a roof. Um, and when you're doing stuff like that, like before I would have no shirt on and wouldn't put on sunscreen. And I had to get all of my tattoos that I got from when I was like 16 to probably twenty one I had to get them all redone you know so it's it does um it does benefit to to wear sunscreen to cover up now I'm on the roof I don't care if it's hundred and ten degrees I'm wearing long sleeves and a hat and I'm completely covered and I'll put all, like a hundred SPF on everything
1: um, yeah I use that dude I use that shit I mean people think it's a like a, a gag when I pull it out because I'm just like I'm oh, pale no. I'm pale like so like i don't get tan i get pink or get like red and so spf 100 it's basically like elmer's glue but that shit works that shit works it's like when you were a kid and you'd put like the glue in your hands and like peel off a layer like oh man fake skin like that's what it is i don't care i don't care i'm gonna live long yeah whatever
2: (laughs) yeah that's that's definitely how it is and it's like i like being pale you know um other people i think you know, i'm I'm probably a weirdo, but I like uh, I like really high contrast so I like my tattoos to be really dark and my my skin beneath it to be as as pale as possible
1: <laughs> you're like taking like anti-vitamin D like yeah take it out of your yeah. body <laughs> well yeah yeah because yeah, I have no because I have cousins and we're you know they're my so my dad's you know my dad's sister and so like we're 50 50 like you know blood you know DNA and they're 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 other half's Italian. And they were literally like never wear, it, and they were like be like golden bronze. And people wouldn't we believe we're like related. There's, there's no way you're related. It was like the yin and yang of like skin tones. And I would be like, you know, awkwardly embarrassed getting caked with, you know, lotions by mom. And they would just be like putting on like oil to get like darker. And I was like, fuck you guys. So, yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you, man. That's why I think that's another reason I think I like black and white so much. Cause I just, I do like the, the contrast. I think it just, it's, it's one of the, uh, more beautiful simple art forms is black and white
2: yeah i love it it's all about balance and you're really it's it's really easy to to get a sense of balance in black and white that's like the you know the other colors it takes a little bit more of balancing things out to get more of like a rhythm and um things like that in design to where i think black and white is just like boom you lay it on and and it's really easy for the eye to make sense of it which uh which I I think I'm attracted to.
1: Yeah. Now what was the uh what was the first label you, you did for uh eighteenth street?
2: For eighteenth street, the first label I did was uh it was a beer called Dank Diesel. Um and it was like a, a double dry hop double IPA. That was really it was really fun beer to work on. Um and it was like
1: Is it like the one yeah. with like the mouth, it's almost like a <laughs> snake's mouth type thing, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was like a, yeah, a shark's mouth and the, the teeth were like hop cones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was just an outline. It could be a shark, you know, snake, whatever. It was just, yeah, some, some jawbones. bones. Um, yeah, and then inside of it was a scene um, leading up to like Dank Diesel. And on the side, I just did some of these, these like wild squigglies and like, yeah, that high contrast black and white to really just make make some part of it pop a lot, you know to kind of drive your eye into you know that center location and I did a lot of uh, it was really fun working on that I did a lot of hidden things in there like Dink Diesel me and uh, the other designer at 18th Street um, we were joking around about just doing like a bunch of Vin Diesel faces hidden in there you know but I didn't do that but I did do um, three X's for triple X so there's like three little hidden X's in the sky um, which was fun <sighs>
1: yeah a little baby shark action maybe yeah good black, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I but really, i really like um there, if you again go to dev parker's page you can see on his instagram the the mural that you kind of did like the the wings the you know, i'm just the thing of the black and white vibe we we're talking about that came yeah out, that came out really great you
2: yeah, have the death moth wings that yeah. was really fun that was really fast paced. that was we wanted to get that done um before the fifth year anniversary party and um and it was like we want this instagram wall and we were doing we were kind of like brainstorming different things that we would do um and it was we were thinking you know 18th street is located in hammond indiana we were thinking of like this welcome to hammond type scene um to where we had like you know buildings from around the location kind of drawn out and things like that and then um the last day we were like you know what i don't know if, if that's what people are going to want to take a picture in front of and if that's what like is really 18th street brand and there's so many like Instagram walls of like butterfly wings and I was like you know I think 18th street's take on that is like a death moth wings um so you know I pitched that to the owner he was like cool green light um and I drew that in one day <laughs> I drew that in like six hours it was uh it was super fast paced and uh, the 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 other designer is is his name is Sam Camacho and he's the one that was going to be painting it. And I remember he's like standing over my shoulder and he's like, dude, stop adding details, man. I have to paint this thing, you know, and like three nights. um, And I'm like, well, I want it to be, you know, really detailed and perfect. So it was, uh, it was fun. We spent some late nights. Um, Sam painted most of it. And I came in for, for a little night together and we, we got it done before the event and it was really cool and a lot of people love taking pictures in front of that and a lot of my friends and family and uh you know my band plays at 18th street sometimes and we always make sure to take a picture in front of that Yeah, that instagram wall it was fun
1: yeah it's, it's killer and I, it, I also like it there's a cool shot of just kind of how you know with the projector and using that i just think it's it's really it's really fun i'm always uh i always geek out and kind of like behind the scenes type stuff and so to just to see kind of how it went from, you know, your your drawing to getting actually up to that size and scale is, is pretty great and we'll give a we'll give a plug to plug to Sam. So nice work, Sam. Um, I think I have his let's see, his IG is one, two, three, uh S M L C M C H. It's nothing really easy way to share that one, but Sam good job, Sam. So yeah.
2: Yeah. Sam's awesome. He does some labels too. Uh he's a really talented designer too and it's a, it's always fun working with him. I never thought I'd I'd meet someone who knows as many and he knows more movie quotes than me and we just we basically communicate movie quotes. Um and it it's it makes
1: the day really fun, you know. What are the go to movies?
2: Oh, uh, it's it's all just like throwback ninety movies. You oh, know, we're doing cool. like Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore and like, you know black sheep and tommy boy tommy boy
1: like yeah <laughs> yeah my wife yeah. won't watch tommy boy with me i'm just kind of like yeah just, she's like oh thanks i don't even need to see the movie you can quote everything yeah
2: that's deal breaker man you gotta get her to watch
1: it oh, i will watch it but i, think, I mean I, I think in college i watch it like a hundred times it's like i can get you a coming back from chicago it's like yeah. yeah
2: yeah or um one that he doesn't know is boondock saints and i'll quote that all the time and
1: he he's just like looking at me like uh, I don't know what you're talking about. But that's <laughs> yeah, a good one. Yeah, that is a good movie. I'm not I'm not quotable, but I've only seen I've, I I have seen a movie at least like a dozen times, and I haven't seen it that many times.
0: Yeah.
1: Now what? So, given the fact that you're always moving and kind of you're busy, what's what's your process, or what's the kind of the the life cycle like over there for when you you know you are doing labels? You know, how, how much time you given. I mean, your, your, your moths, I think is a kind of a crazy example, but you know, what's the, what's the timelines like over there?
2: Oh man, it's uh, it's, it's different every day. Some, you know, sometimes the ideal is uh, I think Dank Diesel, I had like three weeks, you know, we knew what the beer was, Um, you know, ideally given a project, hear about the style of beer, you know, chat with the owner about kind of his vision and what he's thinking for, as far as like which way artwork can go. Um, Then I'll sketch out some ideas, probably like three different concepts, you know, present them, we'll pick one, go with that. And then, uh, you know, I'll have like a week or two to draw it up. That's the ideal. And I think that that's happened probably twice. (laughs) Every Every other one is like, hey, you know, we got this beer, um you know we're we're going to get it done and uh you know we're we're thinking we're going to do this name but you know we might do this name um and it's always uh it's always kind of changing beer to beer sometimes i'll get like a, a beer name a couple days before and it's like oh we gotta get we gotta get this one done um you know but i'm always uh i'm, I'm pretty quick working you know so there's some labels i just release We just released one not that long ago it's called devil in a blue dress. Um, I did that label in like a day and a half so it's usually I think that it's more common these days to have like you know less than a week for a label. Um, But it's that that's fun to me, you know Um, and i'm and i'm able to work quick like that, like when you know I think that. Working at a tattoo shop, it kind of helped me because, you know, someone will come in and they want a tattoo right then and you have to go in the back and you draw it up and then, you know, they get it tattooed on their body forever. So it's like sometimes a labels like that where it's like, hey, we got a label. We need it done tomorrow. Um, Here's what it's called. Get it done. Um, And I'm able to do that, which is uh, it's fun for me, you know.
1: It's pretty, yeah. It's pretty rock and roll, pretty punk, right there. I mean, I think, yeah. Obviously, there's the. There, I think it's always good. It's like, well, this is what I would like to have, and this is what I usually get, and they're they're very they're usually yeah, uh, night and day, night and day apart. Now, yeah. What do you? What, what is your medium? What are you creating these in? Are you? Have you, have you gone full digital? I mean, I know that because you probably the tattoo stuff. You're probably still doing some sketches here and there. What's you know? What's yeah? What are your tools?
2: Yeah, so so that actually changes based on time too, you know, like Dink Diesel, they had three weeks. So I spent like, you know, um, probably one one of those weeks just drawing a whole lot by hand. Um, And I'll usually do like quick like thumbnail sketches by hand. But, um, you know, when I have like less time than that, if I have like a week to get a label done, a lot of it is just it's all digital. I just draw digital and everything I have. um, I have a Wacom tablet that I use and I'll just I'll sketch everything. And, um, but I'll sketch like a tattoo artist, like a tattoo artist will use a red colored pencil and just do like a gestural drawing, you know, just like getting getting things uh, in the right space, and then you'll take blue and go over that, and that will um, and then you kind of define start to define lines and things like that a little bit more, and then you take black and go on top of that, and that's that's your final lines, you know, and then that's what you use as your template. Um so I'll sketch like that. A lot of times on like my Wacom tablet, um, and I'll just have, you know, use those as different layers and be able to turn them on, turn them off. I think that a lot of, you know, my design process is, um, comes out in the computer. I feel like, you know, drawn by hand, you can get very nice, like one-dimensional things. A lot of my work kind of resembles like a lino cut or, you know, like, um, like a woodblock print, um, where it is very, uh, sometimes it's one dimensional, but I like to, I like to put a lot of detail and kind of hidden things into my art. Um, so I do, I do, um, I do like to zoom in and, and take new meaning to things a little bit more with detail like that. But most of it's digital, especially because I love like, I love, you know, drawing, but I also really love typography. Um, and you'll see that in a couple of labels like the blend beer label. Um that's just that's mainly typographic. There's a there's a drawing in the background of a, it's a bear head. It's a skull wearing a bear's wearing a bear head, I think. Yeah, it's like a, an open mouth skull and on top of it like a, a bear head is resting on it. Um, so I drew that by hand, traced that in and then everything else was typographic. So kinda changes for a project and what, what it needs, you know.
1: And we are back. You're listening to the 16-Ounce Canvas episode 117 featuring Dev Parker, Chicago-based artist, designer, musician, SPF 100 wearer. And so, yeah, this is just this is a good stopping point in the episode because I think coming up next, one of the things that I do sometimes is that I assume that all the labels are always from all of the artists. And I think it says a lot about this community and a lot about, you know, the artists and designers that we're meeting is their ability to to pivot, to not make me look foolish, but also to really recognize other individuals who they really respect. And it says a lot about somebody when they have the opportunity, you know, being an artist and being a designer, you know, definitely there's a lot of folks in interview who've made a nice career out of it or, or getting to that point. But sometimes it's not, you know, it's not always the, the most glamorous. You know, it's a lot of hard work. And depending on the situation, you know, sometimes it's salary, but other times it might just be, you know, pay per project or what have you. But to be able to bring somebody else in or to recognize somebody else for the hard work that they do is really something that, you know, is really selfless, and it's really hard to do that. You know, just in general, not just, you know, in Dev's case, but just in life sometimes. It's not always easy, you know, to be like, well, I think somebody else would be better for this position, or, you know, somebody else would be better for this project, or I'd like to recommend so-and-so, or, yeah, like, as a team lead, you know, a lot of times you can absorb and take all the credit, but, you know, other folks your team are doing a lot of heavy lifting, so it just really, it's really important. I think it's a good, you know, thing to recognize you know, Dev does it flawlessly here, and so this is Dev Parker, Dev Parker on Instagram, part of Parker Band, parkerband.net, parker underscore band. They have a new single coming out soon, so check that out, make sure if you're in the area, you go and support them. But this is a good, you know, stopping point, um, you know, good interlude for for part two of this episode, episode 117, Whoo! holy for holies, yeah. I know that's a word, but yeah, 117 episodes is insane and crazy and amazing and something that we're really, really proud of. And so this is season 11, which is amazing of itself. And so that's a uh, yeah, this is a good this is a good uh, moment right here. So enjoy. This is part two. Dev Parker, 16 ounce canvas. My name is AJ, and you are you, and you are you, and she is she, and he is he. He is I, and I am him, slim with the tip and brim. Say it, folks, what's my motherfucking name? Yep, you got it. Yeah, and a good example, I mean, it literally is the one you did, uh, Type Set. That was a good, you know, that you, uh, you know, you worked on that one, too, which is all, you know, typography and stuff like that, so it was really, really great.
2: Yeah, that one actually, um, So, so at 18th Street, I'm, you know, art director, and there's a lot of freelance artists that you know i'm able to to use too so typeset when that beer came up i was like oh man we have to call this guy dan elliott so dan elliott was my typography instructor in college and this dude is the biggest type nerd you will ever meet he knows the names and addresses of every famous typographer ever um and he's just he's a really great typographer and um and now he he works at a school um running the design, I think, maybe design program or typography program, but he has a lot of, he has his own letterpress with his own letters. Um, so I called him and I'm like, Dan, I need, I need you to do this, this label because I can do it in the computer and kind of make it look authentic, but I really think that there's good energy in having actually authentic letter pressed prints. Um, so for that label, he actually just laid out some, um, some lead type, some of it might have been wood type, um, and he laid it out in a couple of different ways, and he printed it, and then he just sent those scans to me, and then I uh, used that for the label and, uh, and embossed some things to really like hit on that, um, you know, that letterpress feel, and you know, we picked like a, you know, certain kind of paper to bring off that to communicate that vibe too. Um, but yeah, Dan Elliott is the one who actually like he laid that type um, and actually printed it by hand, which is really cool.
1: Yeah, and I think. No, I, I always love i i really love that i mean obviously I, you know, I was giving you credit and you're dropping you know all this you know other stuff on you know who's working on it and you can just tell in your voice like how much you know how excited you are to be able to you know work with dan and kind of bring it full circle where you've been with your yeah, you know, your career and it's a yeah it's a it's a great it's a great label you know you hooked it up and you know sent me a bottle which i i was waiting to crack until after we had our interview so i like to so i'm pretty oh. excited about that it's going to be it's sitting there and looking at it and it looks pretty great so yeah it's going to be <laughs> right. awesome yeah yeah it's a, it's a great beer. yeah oh yeah i read it i was like oh and it was like yeah look it sounds amazing so yeah I'm going to celebrate when we release the episode we'll crack that open and it'll be it'll be cool so we try to you know we like to have it's a little nerdy thing we try to do when we can and uh like to bring it bring it full circle
0: cool cool
1: yeah man so Tell us, you know, tell us about your band. You know, uh, currently, you know, you, you, you just, like I said, we talked earlier before we started recording. You had a big gig the other night. You have uh, yeah. a, cu- a couple shows coming up, parkerband.net. You know, uh, what's, you know, what's the vibe with that?
2: Um. So, so the band started um, up again a year ago, like a, a year and a month or so ago. We released July 4th um, with our first EP that's called Never Growing Old um and it was uh you know we were always in the band forever growing up when we were kids and then we kind of stopped when we went to college and you know we had kids of our own and you know started families and um uh, and then about two years ago you know reached the point in our life to where we're like you know i think we need to start the band again that's always been a our original dream is to just be able to you know be professional musicians and rock stars really um my brother and i were uh We're the ones who kind of lead the band, started it back up again. Um, We write all the music together. And um, so we started doing that about two years ago. We started writing together and playing together. And we have some great friends that are really talented musicians that we asked to join the band with us. And they play. Their names are uh, Dan Ren. He plays bass guitar. And Trevor Phelps, he plays the drums. Um, So, yeah, so we recorded that EP. And then we um, have just been really pushing shows and um and I've been actually using kind of like design as a as a communication starter um, to kind of get our foot in the door with some some bigger bands and some some venues and things like that. Um, and it's been working really well. And we're just trying to work really hard, play great music, be nice to people, um support the Chicago local music scene, and you know every other local scene around. And it's been doing really well for us. They play us on T 101. That's a local um, radio station here in Chicago. It's called 101 WKQX. Um, On Sunday nights, they have like a local band thing. They play us all the time, um, which is really cool to get that support. A lot of other local bands are just, there's such a really strong, cool community um, with the local bands uh, out here in Chicago that are, you know, that are, they're local now, and there's a lot of bands that are from Chicago that kind of blew up, um, and are still playing music, and are now, you know, letting us play shows with them, which is really cool. You know, one band was Lucky Boys Confusion, um, which is a band that we always listened to growing up, and they invited us to play with them at uh, the House of Blues in December, and that was a sold-out House of Blues show in Chicago um and that was just an awesome experience to be able to rock with those guys on stage we also played with a band called alistair not that long ago sold out show at a cobra lounge Um, those guys are a band that we grew up listening to forever too um it was really cool the other night yeah tuesday night we played with the ataris um and that was you know i was telling you about that a little bit that was awesome too and it's really cool to be able to share the stage with these bands Coming up July thirteenth, we have a show at the Beat Kitchen in Chicago with um, with a band called Show Off, which is a band that we always uh, we grew up listening to those guys too, and it's their twentieth year anniversary, um, and we're we're really excited to be able to be a part of that show. So yeah, we just put all of our heart and energy into it, try to rock and roll, write songs from our heart, um, and just tell tell stories. Um, about you know our experiences and our look on life and things like that to kind of come out through the music and uh, that's what we think is special about our band is that you know the story telling aspects of it that you know it's a hundred percent from the heart and uh, we you know we really love what we're doing and we're really lucky that you know in just the year that we've been playing so many people have uh, have listened to us and you know bought our music and you know are buying merch and everything like that so it's really 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 cool we're just gonna keep building and keep going
1: there you go yeah i think i think that you can like i said before like you are just you're appreciative you're having fun and like you're you know you're just thankful and i think that resonates with people you know it's a lot of hard work it goes into it and people are digging it so i I think that's great and especially you know to be able to share the stage you know with with bands you respect and kind of you know look to i think it's uh it really there's probably some young you know young kids you know playing and looking at you guys being like oh man they're they're doing it and so i think it to inspire others is you know is is not you can't force that but just you you can hear the admiration you have for you know some of these bands you're playing with so it makes for you know great night of music
2: yeah yeah, it's really fun. There, There is a lot of that. Um, you know, at our show Tuesday, one of my friends growing up, her son came out to the show and uh, he's, he's like in the process of starting a band. And, you know, like he was at the show last time we played the Bottom Lounge, too. That's where Tuesday Night Show was. And last time I saw him, he brought a member of his band, you know, and they were like, we're writing songs. Um, and then this time, you know, it's cool to hear the progress that they're working on and, you know them telling us that we kind of inspire them is really cool. And hopefully we can play a show with them someday. Yeah. Another right. kid that, yeah. Another kid that, you know, we met at a show when we were playing in Wisconsin, he was a really talented photographer and we, you know, we hit it off his friends quick and um, he was at the show Tuesday and he's, um, he's actually going to be getting married soon. And he wants me to, uh, to teach him how to play a couple songs on guitar that he can play at his wedding. Um, and maybe even like play with with them there so that's a really cool opportunity to be able to you know meet people and make lifelong friends like that through music
1: mm-hmm. yeah my, yeah my my uh yeah my best friend he he lives in new zealand but you know nick and he, yeah i went out did radio and i managed the band because i knew people that they needed to know and i introduced them and i ended up being becoming the manager and you know he was at my wedding and, you know, I talked to him all the time. And so it's, uh, yeah, it is, it, it's, it's nice. It's really, especially when you put so much of your time into it, you know, that it's not just the gig, right? It's the promotion and the, the make the creatives and the websites and all that other stuff, you know? And so oh, yeah, to share, to share there's, that hustle with people, it's, uh, it's nice.
2: Yeah. There's so much that goes into it, man. It's a full-time job in itself, you know, especially now with social media, it's like, There's so much of it that you just have to keep up on. Otherwise, you just fall through the cracks so easy, you know?
1: Yeah, it's much harder. Yeah. I mean, I think it's harder and it's better. I mean, I think that we – the band broke up before, like, Facebook really became, like, a public thing. And and so we we kind of were always, like, what would happen if we, you know, we stuck it out for another year, like, when Facebook exploded? We we were in the the MySpace phase, but – we could yeah. we learned that like there's all these ways that people would like you know you could you would hack it to make it look like you had more plays and all this like all this bullshit that people were doing Mm-hmm. but yeah you know it is what it is bro but um yeah but, <laughs> that like, was, like that, that, yeah. Yeah. reverb.com did you yep. guys have one of those yep yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. it was just like I just remember it was like, wait, you tell me that those are just like fake plays? Like I'm like, fuck those people. I was like, so, I was so mad. But like, but like as a tech guy, I was like, kind of like, oh, it's pretty creative. They figured out like a hack. But yeah. It, it, but um. But but yeah. Um,
2: you now people just buy followers or whatever, you know. If <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, which is a whole yeah, folks, they do Have you ever noticed that, yeah, like yeah, that's another thing. I I get like I feel kind of cool I get I get requests for that once in a while in my like in my DMs on Instagram. So I feel like I must be at some like threshold where like I I kick off some some scraping algorithm and be like, "Hey, this guy might, you know." I'm like, "All right, cool." And I'm always just like, "How much would it cost to get like 7 followers?" And they don't they don't really think it's funny. Yeah.
2: They're like, "Um, we'll get you 10,000 bots." Yeah, to like stuff for you know however much money, which will just like fall off after
1: yeah, a month or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah, 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 yeah. Somebody, yeah, someone I know did it one time. Like they were drunk and they did it, and they were just like, or they just started randomly like buying them for other people and like so like their friends would be like, I just gave like a thousand followers like overnight, and they didn't know, they had no idea why, like you know, <laughs> no idea why. So I thought that was pretty great. I mean, it was just kind of like like a it's like a gag gift. It was just like you know, was, yeah. so that, that was good, but. Yeah, I don't know. So working working at the brewery, kind of what's uh, what kind of what kind of your favorite beers? What are you what are you drinking?
2: Um, I love like um, Russian Imperial Stouts, especially like barrel aged. Um, that's that's kind of how I fell in love with Eighteenth Street. Actually, um, I live like fifteen minutes away, and a buddy of mine used to go there a lot. Um, and he was like, you know, I I just would drink normal beer, sh- shitty beer, you know, like PBR or whatever um and i didn't even know that you know like russian imperial stout kind of beer existed and until i went to 18th street and then i had like their beer called like bitches bank um and that beer is just like so good um so i really fell in love with like that kind of style of beer the other kind of styles of beer i mean to me honestly like beer is beer um you know like there's there's some that really stand out like you know with with ipas and double ipas and things like that you know but I like like a good pilsner sometimes um but I actually I drink a lot of wine you know and at the brewery we actually have wine too so at the end of the day people are you know they give me shit a lot because I'll have like a glass of wine um where other people are like having their their shifty beer um but yeah I usually like like darker darker beers a little bit smoother you know sometimes that like carbonation and double IPAs and that like bitter taste almost gives me heartburn once in a while, you know, so I'm not that much of a drinker either. So I'll have just like one or two usually.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Especially cause you're up on the roof and you're gigging and you're playing. You don't really have time to, Yeah, you're, you're all over the place.
2: Dude. Yeah. It makes me tired. Like I'm like, I got to go home and do this freelance project for the next six hours and then get four hours of sleep and be back here. Um, so I can't, <laughs> I can't really drink too many beers. Otherwise I'll want to fall asleep
1: you know yeah i'm a cheap date so yeah i definitely uh definitely uh yeah. have i mean yeah i hear you it's tough it's tough it's tough growing up yeah now yeah that's this would be interesting because you're a musician and you know you're kind of this is, we always ask folks kind of what do you have certain music you're listening to when you're creating or just kind of what's on your current playlist obviously you know parkerband.net but um what you know what are some uh what are some tunes that you've been listening to or bands you've been digging on lately,
2: oh man, so I have the weirdest thing that I do uh, so where if i'm if I'm designing something, I'll listen to the same song on repeat the entire time I'm designing it um so like when I did gank diesel, I think I was listening to um what song was it? It might have been this really weird song it's called snake hill by uh connor in the mystic valley band um and it's just like a super weird song man and if you listen to it you're like yeah it's a weird song and, and you won't be able to imagine that i listened to that song on repeat for like probably like three weeks straight um but i did and uh that's what i do with like every everything for me to get in the rhythm of something i have to like because it's rhythm, right? And, you know, if I'm listening to like a playlist um, of a lot of different songs, then those kind of compete in my mind with what I'm trying to, I'm trying to like use my mind to, to create a design. And I'm not trying to be distracted by lyrics to a song or like, oh, this song sounds cool. Or that song, you know, that riff sounds cool. Cause I, I think I am a songwriter. so my So my brain is competing with those things, picking them up, you know? But listening to one song on repeat, I'm able to get in the rhythm of it and I just kind of get lost and I'm uh, able to, to find my, you know, my way through the design better. So.
1: All right. Well, we still need some – some we need some uh, Dev Parker recommended music for for this episode. Yeah. So even if it's not what you're creating on, what are, you, what are you listening to? I mean, we could probably say the Ataris and, you know, listen yeah. to some other stuff.
2: I've been listening, yeah, I've been listening to um a, a band called Flatfoot 56. Um, they're great. They're a Chicago band. I was doing some, uh, freelance for them. They're really cool. Uh, I've been listening to a, another band called direct hit. They're, um, they're from Wisconsin. They're really great. Uh, and, the uh, the lead guy in that band has a place called X-Ray Arcade in, um, in Cudahy, Wisconsin, I believe it's called. Uh, we played there not that long ago. And those are really cool people. I also listened to bad cop, bad cop. Those guys are fun. Smoking Popes just put out a record uh, earlier this year that's really great. Blink just put out a new song. Um, I think it's cool. Other people have mixed feelings. Um, I like that. I also like old school rock and roll um, to where I'll listen to like Bruce Springsteen a lot. I'll listen to, who did I listening to the other day? Um, Joan Jett. I, I listened to her for like, a full day I think maybe the last label I did I just listened to like I love rock and roll on repeat the entire time um, so yeah so there's a lot of bands the cure is another band that's really good and um, as surprising as it may sound I'm like a huge Taylor Swift fan so I'll listen to
1: Taylor Swift a whole lot too. I love it yeah I, I would never yeah. guess that I mean I was I, I, I could have gotten I, I would have maybe guessed Bruce Springsteen but the Taylor Swift. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't know.
2: <laughs> I love her and people are like, they don't get it, but yeah, I think she's a really great storyteller. Um, and I think that that's true with a lot of country music, um, you know, and I think she, she has country roots and is able to write a song um, that just supports a story that she's telling. And uh, that's what I try to do in my songwriting. So I listen to her a lot for that, you know, and, and every instrument in her music just, supports that story um earlier on more so than now now she's got a little bit more poppy but like her red cd those drums are telling the same story as her vocals you know and uh it's really it's really cool and inspiring for me to uh to to listen and and to know that um so that's cool bleachers is another band that i love a lot um they're really great lord and other kind of i mean i don't know different different music i like
1: I love that, yeah. I've i I'm pretty limitless in what i have listened to. I've been on a I'm a pretty excited. You're talking about country is uh, going to see Jason Isbell this weekend, so I'm pretty excited about that. So that's gonna be good. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I've I, I listened to that Nashville Sound record like like pretty religiously, so it'll be cool to right. see it live. Yeah. All right, yeah, brother.
2: Music is, music is great. Oh in, yeah. In any kind of way or form, I I grew up listening to like rap. Um, I listen to, like, Tupac and Biggie. Yeah. Yeah, I listened to, like, that 90s gangster rap for a really long time, and then I got into the Offspring, you know, and Green Day and Blink and started playing music, and, uh, yeah, now it's just, like, I love everything, you know? Any kind of, anyone who's played music and is able to make a living from it or or not, anyone who's just, you know, sitting down with a guitar has has my respect, and it's it's really cool in, in any way, whether I like the music or not, you know?
1: Yeah, I'm trying to think yeah, that, Did I go I That's kind of similar to my path Yeah I listened yeah, I to it, Yeah, like, like the, Yeah, like Some Yeah, like Yeah, definitely a little more hard rap And then you got into You know, like Rancid, Green Day The Offspring, definitely You know Pearl Jam Nirvana yeah. You know, then kind of came back With like the Beastie Yeah The Beasties yeah, Mansion Pumpkin Yeah I saw them live in out. concert though, man I was so bummed It was such I mean It was at Lollapalooza really? And well, it was context it was after a lot of was a lot of blues and they went on after the beastie boys and so the beastie boys like Mm -hmm. destroyed and so i I don't think anybody could have come on and like kept that energy going so it was just like it was just like playing you know coming up next after you know it's like one of those gigs where like the opening band just like destroys like the headliner and like the headliner's like who the fuck you know and like yeah, the BC boys just were yeah. like the crowd, like, move you know, like they, they had to stop the show because the crowd was just like shaking the stage. Like, it was awesome. And then like, the smashy pumps come up yeah, there and it was good. just like, okay, like, we can't meet that. But I mean, they were good, but I just, I yeah. always remember them as being sub part of the BCs. So that's how I was, but yeah, it's not really fair.
2: Yeah, dude, BC boys are awesome. I've never seen them in concert, but I can imagine. Yeah, they just have so much energy and running around. Whereas like Billy, you know, when, when they were in their prime and he was standing there in like that big, crazy, like dress thing, um, that was probably really, really moving and and the energy from the crowd was, was there, but now, you know, maybe probably not as much. It's just kind of people who like enjoy the music and are able to kind of get lost and imagine what it was like when they were in the prime, I guess.
1: Yeah. You know? It was ninety four though, so that was kind of their prime. Like I said, like the BCs. Oh is, shit! Yeah. Yeah, like the BCs is killed. I mean it was I right when. Like,
2: yeah.
1: No, it was like, uh, was it either check, I think it was right around like Ill Communications came out, and like they, you know, them started playing instruments and sabotage, and like I just remember like a run of like oh, yes. five like song, like and it was just yeah, like people were like, they were just yeah, it, it was killer. It's one of it's definitely one of the music moments of, of yeah, that was one of the best music festivals I ever went to it was them Tribe yeah. George Clinton and P-Funk the the Breeders Girls Against Boys yeah it was awesome it was it was, it was nice. so good yeah so and Smashing Pumpkins come on at the end it was just like they they, they had a lot to a lot to live up to but you know yeah very picky 14 year old AJ was like eh, alright it was cool <laughs> yeah <laughs> Well, I mean, I appreciate you making the time, dude. I'm really excited to see what's coming up next and all your different uh, avenues. Keep us updated on that single. We want to wanna, wanna check it out. And, uh, yeah, I just really appreciate how you're doing. And uh, hopefully when I'm in Chicago, we can grab a beer or two.
2: Cool, yeah, that sounds awesome, man. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate you uh, reaching out and uh, enjoy that beer. Cheers. Yeah, and, man. Uh, I'll try, to, I'll try to send you some more beer sometime soon man I won't,
1: I won't say no to that but yeah I, just, I really appreciate and respect like your you know your grind your, you know, your work and you're working you all doing all these different things you know you got the got the family and you're just uh, you know you're you're busy as hell and so it's just uh, it's nice man it's really uh, it's really great to see and so we like to showcase that and uh, really proud to have you be part of the fam
2: cool thank you so much man thank you
1: alright Dad. we'll talk to you soon send love to everybody over there and we'll, uh, we'll catch up when we're in Chicago sounds good -hmm. later and there you have it folks the essential Dev Parker interview right here on the 16 ounce canvas yeah man the man is a busy fucking dude he just keeps grinding he's doing all sorts of different stuff he's got great perspective I really love talking to him about music, all the different artists he likes, all the different ones that we featured here on the episode, it's just really cool to see what he's up to. You know, as we said early on, he was, you know, tagging us in some of his work when we started taking over at 18th Street, and it's just been really nice to, to really follow along with him and that journey, to be a part of it and have him include us in that, it's been really cool, and it's just really easy going, laid back, hard working dude. He's got a shitload of tattoos, likes music. I mean, he's just, you know, what's not to like? So it was really just a great episode. Hopefully you really enjoyed it. Dev Parker, Mr. Devin Parker, 18th Street Brewery, Parker underscore band, parkerband.net. They got a new single that's going to be coming out soon. It's, we'll be uh, letting you know about that once it drops. But make sure you go out there make sure you check it out. Make sure you uh, get to a gig if you're in the area and you dig the music. Make sure you buy some merch inside Scoop. Merch is the best way to support a band. they definitely usually the the bands either make it themselves, or these the the margins or the deals they have either with the clubs or with their if they're signed with an agent, it works the best in their favor. That's kind of where the money's made. A lot of times the the ticket the door isn't always the best. You know, you, as bands grow, you you, know, you get paid different deals at the door, but really that's where the money's to be made is by you know. Buying the merch, buying those CDs at the shows. Um, not necessarily, you know, the streaming's cool, you know, but that's more uh, a consumer service that works out well. So it's kind of uh, it's kind of ironic to be featuring a little Taylor Swift, who was uh, really late to the game on the the streaming because of all the the fact that it wasn't really in the benefit of the artist. So it really brings it brings it together. A little T Swift, T Swizzy. Right here on the 16-ounce canvas. That might be a 16-ounce canvas first. But when a you know a punk dude says he likes to listen to Taylor Swift, it was a no-brainer we had to feature that. So we hope you enjoyed that. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We think it's a really good one. And, um, yeah, until next week. This is Season 11. This is the kickoff. Summertime Season 11. Make it happen. Like I said, in a couple weeks we'll have some news for you. I'd probably say about a week information on the merch our show in Maine as well as Connecticut later in the year So we're also going to be appearing on Beer Heritage Radio on August 6th with Jimmy out there in Brooklyn it's going to be about art and beer we'll be sitting in with um, Dan who works on Barrier we've had him on the show Earl with KCBC and Josh Bernstein who's a, a well renowned uh, writer and author so it's going to be a lot of fun We'll give you more information about that in coming days. But you listened to the whole episode. We thought, you know, the new single's not out, but we really couldn't do an episode with, with Dev without playing some, you know, Parker band. So we're doing our best radio intro. We'll play this next one for you, but here goes. You're listening to the 16 ounce radio. We're proud to introduce to you the Parker band coming live to you from Chicago. We're giving you this one right here. It is a 16-ounce canvas exclusive, exclusive, exclusive. Here it is, folks. Parker. Never growing old. Right here on the 16 ounce canvas. I keep trying to think of it like a W the W16OZ. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't work. Or we can always go back to our Howard Stern, WNBC. But here it is, folks. This is Parker Band, parkerband.net, Parker underscore band on Instagram. And this is Never Growing Old. Can't this wait till I'm old. Can I live while I'm young? Bonus points if you can tell me what that song is from, what that lyric that song is from, or what song that lyric is from. Who's on first? Parker Band, Never Growing Old. Right here for the third time on the sixteen ounce canvas.
0: Looking at the rooftop, thinking of that old spot where I used to sit and dream. I was just a kid and things like this would help me get through the day And this fence right here is what got me up there And that's the yard where we play basketball every day And these alleys, they feel the same after all these years have gone by And so do I you can come to one more time That we wrote on the sidewalk Still, these alleys, they feel the same After all these years have gone by